गुड मॉर्निंग एवरीबडी आई एस टिंग शर्मा आई एम गोइंग टू प्रेजेंट द हिंदू एडिटोरियल डेटेड ट्वेंटी फिफ्थ दिसंबर टू थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी वन दिस पॉडकास्ट इज फॉर दोज हु द एडिटोरियल इज गिवन ऑन द लास्ट सेगमेंट ऑफ द पॉडकास्ट लेट्स गेट स्टार्टेड हैप्पी प्रिपरेशन Under Modi 2.0, a course corrected foreign policy. Ministry of External Affairs appears to have taken back the reins with an emphasis on substance over style. This article is written by Happy Mon Jacob. There is a new momentum in India's foreign policy. A clinical sharpness to its external policy design, articulation and implementation. in a clear departure from the song and dance diplomacy that characterizes the foreign policy of prime minister narendra modi modi 1.0 after wasting several crucial years in the political promotion of the bhartiya janata party and the prime minister abroad there is today a visible transformation in india's engagement of the world the ministry of external affairs appears to have taken back the reins of the country's foreign policy from the bjp up apparatchiks preferring substance over style a conciliatory policy if hindutva ideology and imperious aggression characterizes new delhi's diplomacy towards the region's neighborhood during modi 1.0 india's neighborhood policy today is an act and careful well calibrated and well thought out policy over towards towards most of the region with a deep desire to win back the neighbors during modi 1.0 relations with nepal bangladesh sri lanka as well as attitude towards the taliban until they overran kabul in august 2024 21 for instance were complicated due to ideological overtones and aggressive policies the intervention in kathmandu's constitution making processes and the subsequent undeclared blockade of nepal irking the bangladeshis by offensive remarks attempting to be the kingmaker in the sri lankan elections among others seems to stem from an imperious attitude such an either you are with us or against us attitude prompted many of india's neighbors to opt for the latter part of the choice allowing china a free pass at least to some extent into india's traditional sphere of influence the singh parivar's deep seated desire to build a hindu religious flank with nepal along the lines of vidisa workers vision the whole territory including kashmir nepal gomantak pondicherry and other french possessions constitute a national and territorial unit and must be consolidated in a free and centralized state did not outlast mr modi's 2014 visit clad in saffron attire a rudraksh garland and a sandal paste smeared on his forehead to the pashupatinath temple in nepal gone are those days so it seems the manner in which the bjp led government reached out to the taliban shedding its past reservation and its outreach to the west asian gulf states are noteworthy india's new nepal policy devoid of hindu hindutva fantasies and diplomatic imperiousness and friendly outreach to both bangladesh and sri lanka are already yielding results if indeed illegal bangladeshi migrants do not become an issue in the upcoming elections in india the warmth generated by the recent golden jubilee celebration of bangladesh liberation from pakistan with indian help could further strengthen the relationship 
India's foreign policy interests should not be allowed to become a handmaiden to the BJP's domestic political ambitions. Effective multilateralism. New Delhi's multilateral engagements have also become more result-driven and interest-based, which it seems to pursue without getting caught in a holier-than-thou rhetoric. India's membership and presidencies of the United Nations Security Council witnessed some resolute position from the country. New Delhi's able framing of the world body's response to the crisis in Afghanistan, especially when India was holding the presidency of the UNSC, along with an outreach to the Taliban when much of the world was struggling to make up its mind on how to deal with Taliban 2.0, was remarkable. India's far more determined engagement of the Quad, India, Australia, Japan and the US, and the global climate change negotiations in Glasgow, while at the same time pushing back attempts at securitizing climate change at the UNSC, also indicate that it will it is willing to be a responsible stakeholder in a global regional governance forums. The Modi government's transition from political rhetoric to purposeful action is clear. Balancing contradictions For a country like India, located in an unfriendly neighborhood and caught amidst the vagaries of great power competition among the United States, Russia, China, it is not easy to balance the various geopolitical contradictions. New Delhi's foreign policy has of late exhibited a great deal of agility and flexibility in managing those contradictions to the extent possible. Consider the following. The complex balancing act that New Delhi plays between Russia and the United States at a time when India is closer to the US than ever in its history highlight diplomatic nimbleness and sophistication. Buying the S-400 missile system from Russia, risking potential sanctions from Washington and strengthening its participation in the Quad despite strong words from Moscow show an, show an ability to smart balance systemic contradictions. In the broader West Asian region too, New Delhi's balancing acts have been remarkable. Between Arab state and Israel, Israel and Iran, Iran and Gulf states and Iran and the US. In all of these, Iran appears to be the weakest link in New Delhi's West Asian balancing acts. But this is a different story. The arrival of the West Asian Quad consists of the US, India, UAE, Israel is yet another indicator of the newfound foreign policy finance in New Delhi. On the flip side, however, the question is whether New Delhi can deliver on all these promising partnerships given the acute staff shortage in the MEA. If New Delhi aspires to be a system-shaping power, it must have more men and women to carry out its work. India's relations with China too has witnessed a certain amount of careful balancing. Despite the military standoff on the LAC, bilateral trade has only shot up. India-China trade, for instance, increased by record 62.7% in the first half of the 2021. New Delhi has also been able to engage the China-dominated Shanghai Cooperation Organization even as it is strengthening its participation in the Quad. Realities of Geoeconomics Modi 2.0 has also appeared to have realized the folly of resisting global and regional economic integration. Mr. Modi's first term exhibited a great deal of skepticism towards free trade, trade agreements FTA. When Mr. Modi assumed office in 2014, his government even announced that it would review all existing FTAs to see if they were helpful to the country. What followed was a depressed Indian approach towards FTAs. In 2019, India decided not to become a part of 
RCEP, Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership. The only FTA signed by the Modi government in the past seven years was with the ASEAN ASEAN, in 2015, even though much of the work for that was done by Manmohan Singh government. However, today there seems to be a rethink in the government about the utility of the FTAs. New Delhi is scheduled to begin FTA negotiations with the United Kingdom, Canada in 2022 and may start discussing the possibility of another one with the Gulf Cooperation Council countries. It may finalize an FTA with the United Arab Emirates in 2022, and this comes in the wake of the government's decision to resume long-suspended negotiations with the European Union for a comprehensive trade and investment treaty. The Modi government seems to have realized that its desire to make India a $5 trillion economy from the current $3 trillion by 2024 to 25 will remain a fantasy unless it is able to proactively pursue trade agreements, among other things. In sum, New Delhi appears to have realized that the pursuit of national interest is a serious business and must move beyond the promotion of ideological predilections and personality cults. A rebooted Indian foreign policy must find ways of imagining a new regionalism with or without the South Asian Association for Regional Cooperation and must shed its obsession with Pakistan and terrorism. Pakistan or terrorism pose no existential threats to India nor should New Delhi spend too much diplomatic capital on them. You are, after all, defined also by your obsessions. Happy Moon Jacob teaches at JNU, New Delhi and is the founder of the Council of Strategic and Defense Research.